Hello, welcome back to the Football Fill-In. It's another weekend of ups and downs and everything in between in the Premier League. Arsenal, still top of the league. Newcastle in the top four. We are a third of the way through the season. Is it time to actually put some respect on their name? Come on, let's get into this. Okay, join me this week. As usual, we've got Mark Goldbridge. Mark, how are you, mate? Very good, thank you. Happy? Yep, good win for United and uh, some losses for Liverpool and Chelsea, so that's good. It's a good weekend then, yeah, isn't it? It's a good weekend, yeah. Uh, and we're also joined by uh, a big friend of mine, ex-Everton centre-back, Dave Watson. <laughs> oh, it's not, he's not the ex-Everton <laughs> centre-back. No, he isn't. It's Dave Watson, the goalie coach, ex-England goalie coach, New, uh, sorry, Newcastle, Norwich, Birmingham, Southampton. Dave's the man, by the way. We've done a podcast with you before, haven't we? Fantastic podcast. Loved you enjoyed it? it? Look, I loved it. That's, That's why I'm back. back. That's why I'm back. That's why you're back. Right, so Dave's going to be filling us in on all the goalkeepers uh, this weekend, telling us about who his favourites have been this season, all that kind of stuff. We've got to start, though, with Man United. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. A fantastic win yesterday. I've got to say, yeah, I was fully, fully impressed with them, Mark. I really, really was. I thought West Ham... They're a good team. They're a tough team. 1-0 up. I thought, ooh, 20 minutes to go. They're 100% conceding here. They did well, didn't they? Yeah, I think um, I think that uh, United yesterday showed a different side to them in the way that they've, they've played quite... I think they're quite tired. I think they've played a lot of games. So I think pragmatic against West Ham, it was get the goal and defend. And I think West Ham sort of did deserve a point. But I also think that when you look at it, and uh, I'm sure Dave can talk to us about the, the big Dave. David Dave Kaya, saves. Um we either blocked it, headed it away, or yeah. saved it. So I, for me, West Ham might feel like they should have got something, but there wasn't a clear-cut miss or anything like that. I think United defended really well. And that's one, I think, you only want it to happen a few times a season where you just you just grind out the result and you go, well done, defence, and you take the three points. Yeah, so West Ham are a good team, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think people... They've got no cutting edge. There are uh, another, there's a few teams in the Prem like that that you just know, I think Brighton normally, yeah. <laughs> apart from the Chelsea game, yeah, they just lack to cutting edge. Good, solid team, just like you say, yeah. Just once defend, it gets to that well. final defend final well. little bit at the yeah. end, just getting the ball in the back of the net is going to be their problem. They did have some chances, though, Watto, right? Did you see all the saves that David De Gea made yesterday? Yes, and there were quite a few of them. Decent, it, wasn't he? It, incredible moments, and I think for him, just being told he's not in the 55-man squad for Spain. Yeah. What do you, you know, make of that, by the way? For somebody of his experience, not to be able to make their top three, even if they don't want to put him in the team, just to help the the other goalies be a part of that group, I find it really strange. Well, well apparently there's five goalies ahead of him, right? Yeah. So there's 55-man squad. So there's five goalies, apparently, in that 55-man squad. And he's that says to you then that he is the at least the sixth favourite or sixth best Spanish goalkeeper. None of those goalies will be over 30 as well and you've done it with England so that, that that's a good thing isn't it? For, for, for Spain they've obviously got some real quality in, in the younger departments but when you're trying to talk about winning a World Cup 
somewhere along the line, they need some experience. Yeah. See us, won the World Cup for them, I wouldn't know offhand our own. Well, you've got to think as well, they had, they'd have had Valdez on the bench as well, yeah. full of experience. <laughs> and you know he'll be the type of guy that will be yeah. getting around the lads, yeah. g them up, keeping them going, confidence, all that well, kind of Pepe stuff. Well, Pepe Reina, when he were there, the same, it's the same role. And Must be a manager that doesn't like him, isn't it? I, I think like there's that. something somewhere where his face is not fitting, but I think he had a point to prove... Um, to people in the Spanish FA yesterday uh, and to people who, who may be thinking his time's coming to an end. Um, I agree totally, United, it, it's a game at the end of the season, you'll look back on 1-0 win, old Arsenal style, thanks very much. But um, with West Ham not having a great deal of cutting threat, uh, cutting threat and attack, you know, he made, he made a couple of vital saves, you know, when the big guys come up and they're, and they're really forcing the issue with some crosses and bits and pieces. But... Dallo at the back, mm. what incredible Lovely, defending. Lovely, wasn't it? Incredible defending at the far post, yeah. And obviously for Maguire to come in and keep a clean sheet under the pressure he would have been in, um, we're not playing particularly well during the season and uh, potentially talking about his place in the World Cup. I thought I thought it was a, a good performance. Big uh, big Dave De Gea's contract's up at the end of the season. Um, if you're the Man United manager, what are you doing? Are you, are you going out and getting another goalie? Are you giving him a new contract? What are you doing? I always think... As a club like Man United, you will always feel as though you can go and get and do better. Yeah. But you've been at Man United. I've not worked at the top clubs, but I've worked at the top level of international football. You could go and sign a goalie from wherever, and it takes time to settle in. And to say that you can perform and ha- hand on heart so that you're going to play every week, day in, day out, train and live the Man United lifestyle... I'm not so sure they're going to get much better than what he is. Yeah, You're then going to talk about the finances of the deal. But I think to replace him, look, he struggled when he first came to the club. And I think if there's a big transition of a goalie for two or three years, Man United can't afford that transition with a goalie. Well, I'm I'm not going to give my age away, but I'm quite old than people think, even though I look quite young. The start of a five or a four? Four. Six or a five? (laughs) Four. And, uh, And you're right, aren't you? Because... In, in all that time, there's only three goalkeepers in all those decades that have been yes. good. Schmeichel, Van der Sar, so, De Gea, yeah. and they all, you know, that's not the whole 40 years. So it's like, you no. know, there's been times in between all those goalkeepers where it's yeah. not been quite not good. Quite they've tried it, yeah, they've tried it. And the Bosnitches, the Van der Sars, the Fosters. Bartes. <laughs> you're in the bloody joke now. I was building that one up. <laughs> but no, it's, it, you're right. You, 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 you've said it as well. The grass ain't always greener, is it? No, it's not. Like no. say, I say, I agree with you, mate. If you know you've got a goalie who can give you mm. a six or a seven or an eight, Every single week, without fail, and he's never injured. What is he? He is no, never he, ever. He plays injured. every game, and whether it's obviously Europa League at the minute, or it would be Champions League if they can get in the top four, he's available. Every, he knows what it's like to live the Man United life and play three games a week, week in, week out, non-stop. Yeah, and more importantly, Man United. That money could be spent on something that's probably more important, like a backup right back or a new striker or <laughs> a centre back. Not a goalkeeper, basically anything yeah. but a goalie. Yeah, Nobody but wants to waste but 50, 60 million on a goalie. I, do they? I actually think the platform of it all is changing now. I think t- teams are realising, especially the way the modern game's gone and you're playing and and this sweeper keeper role and everything that you have with it. I think they are prepared to pay more money now. Really? But, yeah. And I because that's the base. If you can get the base, base sorted, the base sorted, and I think. That's why, if you go back to the start of this conversation, you take him out of Man United's base and the manager's just getting everything going a little bit, it could be a real big change up for Man United. Yeah. So there we go. Eric, um, 
sort the hay out of a new deal, would you? Um, no agent's fee for me. No agent's fee needed, but a lot to be said for it. Somebody that can deal with the expectations of playing for Man United, do it week in, week out. David De Gea, you're the man. I want to talk about quickly, Ronaldo um, started the game yesterday. I thought he did all right, to be fair. Like, you, you know, he's still, you can still, still see he's probably not the Ronaldo that we know, but he's he did all right. Um, the bit at the beginning of the game, though, where he's gone out for the warm-up, um, what do you make of that? Is that a little bit petty from Ronaldo, not going up to Gary Neville and saying hello or anything? I, I, I think it is pe- probably petty for us, but I think when you're Cristiano Ronaldo, I mean, look, you can't criticise his mentality and what he's achieved in the game. And I think if he sees people who have a pop at him, it just cuts them out, doesn't he it? Does, he's got to keep positive people around him. I mean... Gary Neville looked really awkward by it as well. I mean, you know, he knows the social media scene and he knows he's going to get what yeah. Carragher got a few weeks ago. I think it's, I'm sure Gary would take it as, as, as a bit of fun. And that's just Ronaldo. He's just a unique character. If, I mean, if you want to take a pop at him now and he gets hold of it, He's cutting me off. He doesn't doesn't know who I am anyway, mate. It's absolutely fine. I can say anything because he certainly doesn't know who I am. I I found it really strange for somebody of his experience, but he obviously still has a pride where if somebody attacks him personally, he's he's prepared to hold a little vendetta for a a short period of time. He's obviously got an ego, hasn't he? He's got Yeah, I was gonna say, is that pride or ego? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. And he probably probably that's probably you know, who knows? That's might be what gets him up in the morning and gets him motivated. He goes on Twitter and sees people having a go and that makes him do an extra ten miles or something. I don't know. No, sure. I, I agree with Ben. I thought his performance were okay yesterday. Actually, the couple of moments he had he had a chance for a header and a left foot shot. Normally he'd be thinking at least he's gonna make the goal and make a save there. But uh yeah, look, ultimately, Father Time catches up with you. Are um, Man United making top four this season, what? Yes. You always say yes anyway. I think, I think, I think just the games we're going to talk about now are the reasons why. They're, they're right in it now. OK, beautiful. Uh, it's time for What Are You Wearing? What You're Wearing? I don't even know how to say this segment anymore. Watto, please talk to me about this beautiful goalkeeper shirt. This is about as old school a goalie shirt and it actually reminds me of being, I think I was about 14. I used to play for my local Sunday team. It was called Central Ajax, Colts. Elbow pads, pads down here, pads on the shoulders. Even like the shirt is made of padding. It's beautiful, mate. It's a wonderful soft shirt, but when when it rained or you made a little dive, then <laughs> like obviously you became two stone heavier, which yeah. didn't didn't really help. But yeah, this is the shirt that uh, I wore when Barnsley got promoted to the Premier League. I think nineteen ninety seven. So uh, it's seen the test of time. Dug got, it out of the loft last night for you. Got some good memories in that bad boy. Then yeah. there's there's some good memories of this shirt. Yeah, it propelled me to the levels that I never thought would be achievable. <laughs> A season in the Premier League. Boom, mate. Boom. I've Not many it. people can say it. Do you know what amazes me most about that shirt, though, is that even though now that you're about three stone heavier than what you were back playing, it's still baggy on you, isn't it? I know. I had a nice week in Spain <laughs> last week, but the biking beforehand had just made sure I could get it out of here. Belting shirt, mate. Absolutely love it. Love it. Okay, swiftly moving on. We're going to talk about Liverpool. Um, I didn't see this one coming, I won't lie to you. I didn't see it coming. However, it's getting to the point now where Liverpool are so inconsistent, right? And I'm going to throw this out there. It might be an unpopular opinion. It might be a popular opinion. I do not know anymore, right? I'm going to throw it out there that I don't think Liverpool are going to get top four anymore, all right? They're not going to be in that top four come the end of the season. What are you saying? I still think they will. Um, do you want to bet? Should we have a bet? Yeah, let's have a bet. Uh, how much? Charity. Do you want to bet? 20 quid? 100? Oh, my God. <laughs> United Stand. Charity. United Stand must be making well, some serious money. It's not till May. Charity, yeah, hundred pound. Yeah. 
All right, well done. They will. I think seven points off United, it's getting big, but I still think that they're so bad that they can't be that bad forever. And even the Leeds game, they, they should have won that game. I mean, I, I, and they should have beat the... They've lost two games in a row to Forest and Leeds, yeah. and they should have won both of them if you watch them. They can't, that can't keep continuing. So I, I think that they will kick in, and I still think they probably, on their day, are the second-best team in England, but obviously not at the moment. I still think they'll turn it around. I think they'll probably spend in January as well. So, yeah, but I mean, look, they're in a bad way, definitely. Why, what are you saying? Yeah, I think, I think they're really struggling. I agree totally. I cannot see how they can continue not to turn a result out. But football's crazy. You know, they beat Man City. They probably think they're back on the bandwagon. They beat West Ham 1-0 at home. We just spoke about United yeah. playing them. It's a tough game. Um, and then all of a sudden, Forrest leads two defeats. Uh, I don't think anybody has really put too much on the, the fact that Mane left. I think really tough to replace a guy. Do you think that's the big difference? Do you think that's the, the thing that's that's changed everything about Liverpool FC? Well, I think it's had a big impact on him. I, work, I was fortunate enough to work with him for a couple of years at Southampton. And ultimately, obviously, he took the Premier League by storm. But he was a great guy. Yeah. And I think the football and what we see on the field is something... But I actually would have thought he brought something to that squad and that dressing room. Really, and yeah. I think you never know quite what you miss when he's gone. He was an infectious guy. He loved football. He wanted to play football. He wanted to win. And, um, yeah, I think he's been a real big loss, especially with the way they want to press and the speed and the pace he's got. He was incredible. I, I still can't believe it. When they were getting rid of him, I was thinking, what? Like, why? What are you doing? Just give him the money that he needs to, needs to earn. And just keep him there because that front three were working so seamlessly together, weren't they? Think that so. no matter who you get in, you can spend hundred million pound on whoever. Nobody's going to work as hard as Sadio Mane, are no. they? And it's exactly what we spoke about the change of the Man United goalie. It takes time. Yeah. The front three at Liverpool had got it off pat. They were incredible, and the amount of football they played in terms of the Champions League, Premier League, and the cup competitions. You don't have that much time for training and working on the little bits and pieces to make sure your positioning and all the tactics are spot on. So somebody coming in to replace that, it's a, it's a big loss. Um, so that first goal as well. You can't go one. You can't keep going one nil down. No, you, when, you, when you're chasing goals, games. And that that Gomez pass. I mean, Allison's just screwed, isn't he? Yeah. Completely. What do you make of uh, Gomez? Do you think? Because um, a few weeks ago he was being touted as an absolute guaranteed for England, 100% going to be in the team. He's had a bad few weeks. Has he almost played himself out a little bit? Hey, fo- football's like that. You, uh, With the World Cup so close now, uh, you picked on form. Yeah. And he's, unfortunately for him, started to have a bad run of form at, at a crucial time when the England manager's looking for picking players in form to take to the tournament. Uh, Ilian Meslier, uh, Leeds goalkeeper, had an absolute stormer at the weekend as well. Save after save. How old is he, 22, 23? He's young, yeah. Some young kid, he's, he's looking good. I mean. I, I've always liked him. Um, probably not as comfortable with the ball at his feet as, as, as a lot in the league, but very aggressive on the crosses and, and quick round the goal. And obviously the, the blocks and spreads he made yesterday is speed off the line to get to know. Yeah, I think that's what it was for me, the speed off the line at times. When you close the, uh, the space... Is that no, a bad miss? Because you know Nunez at the moment is getting a lot of stick. But I watch that and I'm like, it always looks a bad miss when you, you're in that position. But he's made him. He's made I, him I, I always. Big. I, I think a lot of the commentators go that way. It's always a bad miss. But you never uh, give the goalkeeper credit for the speed, his anticipation, reading the situation, and and it's impossible really like to, to get. That, you, you've got nothing if yeah. he times everything and he's reading other situations spot on. So 
I would say it were excellent goalkeeping and the forward really didn't have too much to hit at yeah. because the goalie had read the situation and obviously he's quick and Have you got to remember brave. as well? You don't he, get that though, you're right, do you? Because everyone goes, what a miss, Nunez, nah. Timo Nunez. And it's like, that's where, what's he thing. aiming at on the slow-mo? It's I think you need to get more of a... Uh, uh, an opinion on on the goalkeeping sometimes. Yeah, on there. There you, know you go. What? Oh, there's a job for you there. There's a job um, for me. You got and, and I need one, by the way. He's six foot seven, Ilian Mezger. So when he's out and he's shutting that angle down that quickly, like he it, did like as well. It's fast. There's not a, when you watch it on the slow mo, and there's not a lot to aim at. And you get these ex referees on a Monday morning on Sky, <laughs> basically backing the mates up. For me, he's got that right. He's got that right. He's punched him in the face. He's still got it right. And the, yeah, yeah. the goalkeeping, it's just ah, he's got to do better there. Got to do better. I think um, the one thing I will say is though about Nunes is. He still looks to me like he's a little bit, um, I was going to say Bambi on ice. Is that a nice way to put it? He still looks to me Gosh. like he hasn't, he's not quite fully in control of all of his sort of faculties at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like even that one there where he's going through one on one, it's like he's still so stuck at looking at the ball at his feet. He's not and getting his head up. Him, yeah. He's not getting his head up to look at the situation around him. That Melier will see that, by the way. Melier will have seen that. Nunes has got his head down. He's like, oh, my God, gold. I can keep going. So as long as he's got his head down, Melia can keep going as far as he wants and he can get right onto him at that point. But and that's a striker who's in form and who's scoring, like been in the Premier League for a few years or whatever. He's got his head up. He's looking around. He knows where the goal is. He's like, right, boom, I'll dink you. All that kind of stuff. Tough, though, because I, I agree with what Dave said. It's like, if he comes into that team with Marnie on one side and Salah on the other, it's a different job to come into that team with oh, yeah. Salah and then yeah. everyone else is trying to get by. But a lot of these conversations still resonate around the the situation of you've got a new signing and the Premier League's the toughest in the league and it's quick mm. and Meslier for sure knows he's not up to speed yeah. and he takes advantage of it yeah it's good isn't it and yeah, that's good. the that's the game yeah we do we need a we need a goalie commentator on telly where he can go look this is the reason why Melier got so close. It's because he can see Nunez's head is down, and while his head is down, oh my Game god! Game on, mate! If if he keeps his head down, the goalie's thinking, "I'm going to smash you here. I'm going to smash you so bad. It's brilliant, isn't it? What? But the, the level is come at. The goalies wouldn't have anticipated, flown at him so much. It, it's different yeah. again, and the the levels are going up and up all the time. You know, um, top top level. Uh, I love it. So right, we're going to talk about Newcastle, okay? So. They are firmly rooted in this top four now, okay? And I still don't think people are putting enough respect on them as a genuine top four contender. We're a third of the way through the season, yeah? They're bought incredibly well in the summer. Everybody spoke about that. I don't want to speak about that. But what I do want to talk about is Callum Wilson for one and Miguel Almiron for two, all right? So first of all, let's get a little Miguel Almiron appreciation picture up because we have got a world-class picture here because in our eyes, right, there's one person we need to thank for um, Miguel Amar on this season being on form, and it's, and it's Jack Grealish. <laughs> Jack Grealish has well and truly put his foot in the mouth at the end, in his own mouth. Was at he the drunk end of last when he did it? Because he, he did have a few drinks at the end of last season. Of course he did, yeah, of course yeah. he did. Um, so end of last season, what, oh, I don't know if you know this, anybody at home listening, um, Jack Grealish basically said... Um, about he was talking about Mahrez, and he said, oh, we needed, to, we needed to get you off the pitch because you were playing like Almiron. Wow. So Almiron this season alone has scored seven goals in all competitions, yeah? Since the beginning of last season when Jack Grealish signed for Man City, he scored seven goals. Miguel Almiron has done it alone this season, all right? So want to give him some love out there, okay? Because he's been absolutely incredible. Callum Wilson, though, yeah? Is he going to the World Cup? I, I like Callum Wilson, and I think I said it on here a few weeks ago, that if he stays fit, I think he's one of the best strikers in England. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's a problem in itself, isn't it? Because when you're doing tournament football... Can you take, can you trust someone who's playing every three days? Yeah. Uh, he does have injury problems. I I I like him. 
I would. I said this morning on Twitter, I'd take him. So I've got to say yes. But uh, and I think he's he's doing it in a team that's in the top four. Do I think Southgate will take him? No. 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 I think he'll take Abraham Kane and Rashford. Oh, what a right. So you you've been to a World Cup. You've been you've been an England goalkeeper coach. You've been in the England setup in the camp. You've been there on that selection process. Yeah, you know how it works. With somebody like Callum Wilson, who, like you said, gets his injury problems, yeah, he, I guarantee he's the kind of guy, where, when he's away with Newcastle, when he's at Newcastle, sorry, he's, he gets managed through the week, yeah? Can you take a player like that to the World Cup? It depends on, on the staff you've got and, and, and the manager yeah. and what he will accept and not accept as a, a suitable workload for the team. Yeah. Um, 100% Callum Wilson will be managed through the week at Newcastle He'll have a routine. He might be on second day recovery. He might be on third day recovery. Two days before a game, it, it, it will be different to yeah. make sure he can manage the load for sure. And the England manager, coach and staff have to accept that if you take somebody like that. I think he's a phenomenal player. And I think if you've got a problem with Kane, he's probably the closest one in terms of the, the finishing. He's not going to link as deep as Kane, but he's going to stretch you the other way. His movement in the box for chances he misses... Is incredible, but he's got a sniffer's instinct, yeah. and I, I, I think we, I think we need that. You know, um, Abraham obviously going and playing in Italy, it's a different game. But I think Callum Wilson's a little bit sharper, if if I'm honest. Um, Rashford's coming back onto a good game. I would take him personally because I think he's he's doing exactly the opposite of what we said about Gomez. Yeah. He's doing it at the right moment. Yeah. But you are going to have big questions about the fitness and and the managing of the time. I suppose that's the problem, isn't it? As well, because he's the backup. Do you want to take a backup that that needs managing? Ready that yeah. you need him because you need the, the guys who are not training to put sessions on on the other days and bits and pieces like that. But ultimately, you, you you got to score some goals. I think this is, this is, this is the worry for me with Callum Wilson for sure on on form and on ability. He's he's there all day long. The problem that you've got is like say he's only going as a backup. He's going as a backup to Harry Kane, right? If Harry Kane does get injured and is out for the tournament, you're relying on Callum Wilson then. You're relying on him. And somebody who will get injuries, calf, hamstring, all those kind of things, muscle injuries, muscle tears, they're very hard to rely on them sort of people, aren't they? And just talking about what you said there about the managing of their week, yeah? People might not understand how this works necessarily, right? So this is kind of how it goes. So say, for example, Newcastle plays Saturday, Saturday. There's a week in between, right? They'll play the game on Saturday. Sunday will be... It might be a day off. It might be a warm down day, right? But it will be genuinely just doing gym work. It will just be sort of like a little bit on the bike spinning. Definitely not out on the pitch. Somebody like Callum Wilson will probably have a two-day warm down, where on the Monday you'll do the same thing as well. Basically, keep him off the pitch as much as you possibly can, yeah? Because that's where he's going to get injured, isn't it? Out on the pitch. So he'll probably start training again on a Tuesday, Wednesday. But then he'll start on a Thursday, he'll start building up to the game on the Saturday. So Thursday would be a very light day, a very light day. It will just be getting warmed up, bit of this and that, bit of a five-a-side, six-a-side, something like that, boom. And then on the Friday, again, chill day, really chill, sort of going through tactics and all that kind of stuff. And you even walk through it a lot of the time, don't yeah, you? True. Because you just don't want him running around, yeah? You want, him, you want him off the training pitch as much as possible. And that's the bit for me that I think, is Gareth Southgate going to like that? I, he strikes me as the guy, Gareth Southgate, who wants every single player training every single day. No, I'm not going to disagree with you, but at some point you have to take something. You you want the rabbit out of the hat, don't you? You, yeah. you need a little bit of something if there's a problem somewhere along the line. If the problem 
arose with Kane early in the tournament, then I think there would be a real red flag for Callum Wilson. But in the role that we're hoping he would take on board, then I think he's got enough quality. I think that's the value it. of Rashford as well. You take Rashford as a left-sided yeah. player who actually can drop in to the middle. Yeah, but that's then really the, where you've got to really think about building your squad yeah, yeah. and a couple of players maybe who can play in a couple of positions yeah. so you can be more specific on yeah. others. All right, lads. Lovely, uh, incredible talk. We're going to do champ and chump of the week. Okay, champ of the week, lads. We have got, first of all, Ilian Meslier, okay? Uh, Leeds, fantastic performance, save after save, really, really good. We've got David De Gea. This is goalkeeper heavy this week. I love it. We're all over this. We're only doing this for you, you know. Uh, David De Gea, again, clean sheet, on fire, save after save, big moments, all that kind of stuff. And then third and final, another Leeds player. What's his name? Somerville. What's his first name? Don't ask me. You know what I'll say. What do you say? Crescentio. You said Jimmy earlier. Yeah. You said oh, what do you want me to say? <laughs> so his name's not Jimmy no, no Somerville. Way, it's no, Crescentio. Crescentio? Crescentio. 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 So Crescentio. Crescent- I can't even say it. I've got too much of a lisp. I can't even say it, right? Somerville, his name is, yeah? Uh, lovely goal. Uh, he looks a player, by the way, as well. Who are you going to nominate? Oh, well, who are you going to choose? I'm going to choose Meslier. Goalies. Uh, yeah, uh, to win away at Liverpool in yeah. Leeds' situation, you're going to need a goalie on top form. De Gea's saves were unbelievable, but I think for, for Leeds to go and win that, they needed a goalie at the top of his game. Beautiful. He's, he's my vote. I can't vote Leeds. I'll go Manchester United. <laughs> David De Gea. Um, I think, I think it just, it's just funny because United have played so well recently and I think people have forgotten that goalkeepers can win your games and, and he did yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up with the hey. I am. I think Somerville, fair play, mate. You you've got the loveliest first name in football. It's what a name in general. Crescentio Somerville is beautiful. But I can't pick you alone on that. Ilya Meslier was brilliant, but David De Gea, the, the saves at the big moments is the one for me. Is when you need somebody to step up and make that save at the last kick of the game, all that kind of stuff. He was there, he was brilliant, he looks like he's on top of his game. David De Gea, champ of the week. Okay, it's time for Chump of the Week, and we don't like doing the Chump of the Week, but we've got to do Chump of the Week. And I've got two two nominations for this, right? But I think it's going to be a clear winner. First of all, we're going to go Joe Gomez. First goal against Leeds. Horrific back pass. He didn't get his head up to see where Alisson was. Just sort of played the ball back. Easy goal, and that's a bad start for Liverpool. When you start off, four minutes gone, 1-0 down, your backs are to the walls to start with, right? So Joe Gomez, first nomination. Second nomination, who... It's ridiculous. Like, we've missed this guy, to be perfectly honest. But we've missed it. And it, not for the right reasons. We've missed it because he's absolute loon. And it's incredible. And we want more of this, all right? But Diego Costa, OK? Diego Costa, come back into the Premier League. I think this is, what, third or fourth game? Uh, 97th minute. Drops the nut on somebody. Red card. Dro- it was Ben Mee, wasn't it? Dropped the nut on him. And you're still not fully convinced that it was a red card. But it is a red card. Yeah, I do, I do think it's a red. We were talking about it, weren't we? I do think it's a red, but I think it's slow-mo again, making it look bad. It, it's not a major yeah. red, but it's definitely a red, but it's just, you know, sometimes as a fan, if you're a Wolves fan, you've, you know, I'm not saying put the nut on anyone, but, like, you're going to do it. Like, you know, <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Come on. You know, it, it, it sends a wrong message out to kids and everyone who's watching to even do that, but to just half do it, which yeah. is what he sort of did. And Ben Mee's done the right thing. And I guarantee you, knowing what Ben Mee's like, he's probably been at him all game. Yeah. And unfortunately, I wonder why Wolves have bought a player. You're in a relegation battle and you bring a guy like that in. 
is 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 there not? He is. A, he's so unpredictable. It's a three game ban. What have got you saying? Well, for me, uh, for sure, Costa is the liability. He actually played well in the game. Had a couple of snapshots and, and efforts in the game, but your Wolves, you're in the bottom three. You've signed him to try and get the team out of this situation. They've got a caretaker manager who I used to play with, who's who's finding his feet, managing in the Premier League, and your most or one of your most experienced players is now out of the picture till after the World Cup. It's mm. it's just lunacy yeah. to be perfectly honest, and uh, the, there's no place in it. Late on as well, wasn't it? Was it like ninety seventh? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the game's finished. They've actually got a good result at that point yeah. away from home. It's a good, tough place to go to Brentford and. He's, he's really cost them now until after the World Cup. It's lunacy. OK, Diego Costa, stop headbutting people, please. You are chump of the week, mate. All right, lads, I want to talk about some of the other games this weekend. Fulham Everton. Um, can we not talk about Fulham Everton? Because this was miserable. Oh, my gosh. Um, no, no, nothing to talk about. Um, Brighton, though against Chelsea, yeah? Return for uh, Graham Potter. Big game for him. Where Wenning got absolutely pumped. Brighton, though, fair play to them. They're a good team, and there's a tough place to go as Yamex, isn't it? Atmosphere was great. I think the atmosphere at Brighton's good anyway, but I think because Potter was back there, the, the crowd were massively up for it, yeah. and, and, it and two own goals, oh. um, and they, they thoroughly deserved the result, and Brighton don't normally score that many, but I think, I think they would just... You can imagine what they were like all week. Yeah, towards I, that. I think uh, it's really incredible football and it's the football gods, if you like. Potter goes back, he's taken all his staff with him. New manager for Brighton had not won a game. But I think the Brighton players would have felt a little bit that Potter had left in the middle of their process of trying to really push on and work in the Premier League. And they were just at it. I mean, obviously, two own goals really helps when Brighton are not a free-flowing, uh, free scoring team, if you like. But an in- incredible result, and I think ultimately on the day, the moments certainly fell for Brighton, but the players were, were certainly better up for the game than what the Chelsea lads were. Um, by the way, I never like, we had three goalies went off injured this weekend, by the way. Three goalkeepers, mm-hmm. Martinez, uh, Kepper went off for Chelsea, and who was the other one? Uh, oh, Fabianski went off uh, for West Ham. Um, don't get many of them, do you, really? Um, Kepper, though, hopefully nothing too serious because he's just got back in the team. He's been doing really, really well, to be fair. Um, want to talk about Bournemouth against Spurs. Bournemouth 2-0 up. 2 0 up and then went and let it go. Last minute goal, Spurs, Ben Tanker. Kiefer Moore, double. Big Kiefer. Come on, big dog. His his two goals were amazing. The second goal, the, the, the header, incredible cross and, and a real desire to go and get the ball in the back of the net. Bournemouth will be really disappointed. 2 0 up. It was a really good pass inside the fullback for Bournemouth for Tottenham to get back in it. Sessignon, but to concede two set pieces. Two corners. How does that feel, Watto, when you're on like the coaching staff or you're the manager or whatever it is and you're you're two nil up and then it gets to two all and you're holding on for dear life, let that last minute goal in. What's it like when you get back in the changing rooms? The, the, I think two nil's kind of the worst score because yeah. you know if you get the third it's Is that finished. a thing? Is that two nil is it's it a genuine thing? It's, yeah. it's a bad one, yeah. Is it really? Because yeah. the momentum changes at uh, uh, when the the opposition get to back to two one and 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 for all the coaching and tactics and all this kind of thing. Momentum in football is a big thing and yeah. the momentum changes and there's just a tidal wave of everything working against you and to concede to get back to 2-2 on a set piece but then to lose a, another goal on a corner again, it, I mean, it's so disappointing, to be honest, from Bournemouth's perspective. The first one, it's just a it's deep corner. I mean, Davis just heads it in. It's yeah. really poor. Second one's a, 
but they lose the first contact again, and then it's a bit of a scramble. It's a bad keeping error on that one of them, isn't there? As he, well? ch he chased yeah. the first one. Yeah, yeah. he did chase yeah. it, then he yeah. got caught in no man's yeah. land, and then it's horrible. You just got to try and spread and hope for the uh, best. You just hope it hits you somewhere. Yeah. Spurs' uh, defense is terrible, though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Bournemouth again, two goals. They're not really a big scoring team, and at two 0 like you say, they should be home and hosed. And Spurs' defense is terrible. I don't. I mean, for a, for an Italian coach who's fantastic and Conte, I do not know why he keeps picking Davinson Sanchez. Um, and, and I, I'm not a big fan of Emerson at right back, and no. I think both goals are sort of crosses in around those sort of players. But they're all they're all over the place on both goals, and they were lucky in a way. I mean, they deserved it, and but I, you know, I would say I would say more you're lucky. But I mean, Bournemouth will be so deflated, yeah. uh, not only with the fact that they're two 0 up, but to lose it on two set plays, mm. two really innocuous balls. It seems to me Tottenham this season just haven't been very good at all, but they're still no, third no, they're in the league. You know, I'd run at the weekend and I thought, oh, we must they're be They're good fair. players. Yeah, they that's, are good That's players, the reality, yeah. the good players, and a bit like teams of old, you find a way. Yeah. And somehow, over the weekend, they found a way yeah. to win that game that they should have never won, for sure. I think they're good at beating the teams in the bottom half because you notice Spurs when they get beat by United or other, or, or, or the top teams. And you look at the league table and they're still there, and that's because they're going to beat Bournemouth. The, the consistency. You know, 3 2 or Forest 1 0. They're, they're good at that. Um, Leicester against Man City. Man City, um, it was a hard fought win in that the end, weren't kick. it? Like, if we, we want to you see more of this. Both in goal, I think, and he wouldn't say Yeah, that. you could have had three goalies in the not oh. saving that one. Um, what do you make of um, Danny Ward, by the way? Because he's had a tough start to life at Leicester, hasn't he, to be fair to him? Yeah. Um, they've, they've been for a bad patch of form, lost a lot of games. Seems in the last few few weeks, like three or four games, he's, he's started to find his feet a bit more. Yeah, I've been pleased for him personally, um, not knowing him that particularly well, but look, a really tough ask to replace uh, Smeichel, who's been at Leicester for so long, yeah. club captain. Uh, icon won the Premier League with them and plays in goal a certain way and Leicester played a certain way and now Danny Ward's got to come in and ultimately they've not started so well and everybody obviously starts to look first off at that position. Casmus Michael's gone with, with a goalie missing but no, he, he has come on to a moment and certainly he, he's not going to be held accountable for that finish. It was incredible. I think uh, Haaland missing for Man City would naturally give Leicester a lift going into the game. Oh, heck yes. They but, miss Haaland, definitely. But, but, I mean, De Bruyne is De Bruyne. De Bruyne is a man, isn't he? Simple as that. They, they weren't going to score. They weren't going to score without that. You know, Leicester really... No, Leicester changed up, went to about five, they tried to keep it, it down. Yeah, they couldn't, they, were, they created nothing. Nothing big. Um, Edison in goal for Man City made a couple of good saves himself. Who, at the moment, is the best goalie, goalkeeper in the Premier League, Dave? Uh, I think on a consistent level, um, I, I think Ramsdale's done done very well at Arsenal, and we spoke earlier about them being top, so they need a goalie to perform. But I, I've always thought this year, in terms of the English goalie, Pope at Newcastle, a very underrated performer. Yeah. Um, look, he made he made a mistake playing for England, which if you make a mistake playing for England, everybody's going to be on your case and on your back. But the levels is is gone to changing club and, and going to Newcastle who are now look very capable of reaching the top four he's got to play a different way for Newcastle and, and I really like how he's been playing out of the, 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 the foreign goalies if you like De Gea we spoke about I would give him a new contract at United and won him the game at the weekend um, Chelsea Mendy coming out of the team Arab Zagla going back in the most expensive goalie at that time he's hit a bit of form but had to come off injured um, I think the standard of the goalkeeping actually in the league's becoming a lot better. Meslier has done great. Sanchez normally at Brighton yeah. is very re reliable. 
So I think the standard's good. Give England me, goalie. Give me your best goalie in the whole league. Best goalie in the whole league. Oh, it's a close one. He's not sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's close. Um, it, England goalie at the minute, I would go Pope. Foreign goalie, I would have said De Gea. De Gea? Oh, my God. That's definitely oh, a new contract I, then. I think it's Alisson, I do. I'll go Edison. I want Edison, oh, mate. mate. I think Edison all day long. But um, Alisson's been really busy, you know, the last few really years. Really busy. Well, we've like, never been able yeah, to judge him, yeah, have we? Yeah, he's been Because really he's just busy. been pinging it about yeah. left, right and centre. Yeah, that's what Edison yeah. normally does, is just kick it long for, the, like, whoever. Yeah. Um, I would like to see, and it'll never happen because of the levels they're at, but to actually see them lads come and play in a mid-table or a bottom-table team. Yeah, and see how and, they do that. And see how they have to do, because they cannot, even though they, they play the game unbelievably well with their feet, they're going to have to do more. It's a different game, isn't it's it? It's a different game. Yeah. And you, that's all the levels all the time. So it's, it's, inter- it's, it's hard to actually say who's doing what and who's doing where because of where you're always at. It's like the Formula One driver. Is it the car or is it the team a little bit? But you have to play different at various teams for sure. A um, couple more games quickly. Just want to say Palace. Um, good win. Palace at home. Very, very good. Solid 1-0 win. Um, Brentford beat... Uh, sorry, drawing with Wolves. one all. Again, a bit of a sort of meh, meh game. Um, and then Arsenal yesterday. Absolutely pummeling Nottingham Forest. Absolutely pummeling. Um, I said at the beginning of the show, we're a third of the way through the season now. Are we now at that point where we go, all right, fair dues you've got to be considered now. I know Man City are still the favourites. You've got to be considered, though, as title contenders. They're the only team that are going to do it. We spoke about Liverpool. Uh, Chelsea aren't going to be ready this year. United aren't ready this year. We spoke about that, Spurs. So we're either going to give the title to Man City or Arsenal are contenders. And I don't like Arsenal, but to be honest, each week I'm sort of yeah. pleased that they're winning because it's making the Premier League interesting. And yesterday I watched it, and you know normally I give Dean Henderson a bit, but five goals conceded and the finishing was... Spot on. Yeah, they moved the ball so well, and that Reese Nelson. I remember being, him being in the Bundesliga, and th- they were talking about him being the next big thing, and then he sort of gets forgotten. Came on for Saka, who hopefully won't be injured too badly, but he was smooth. He, he, made, he took up the right positions. He took his first goal really well. He sent two. He of looked them back like to he looked like he had been in that team forever, yeah. didn't he? That's. I mean, that's the thing with Arsenal. They've got no depth apparently, but then you bring Reese Nelson in, yeah. who scores two goals. Um, I still think if they lose a Saliba or a Jesus or an Odegaard, there might be in problems, but. Maybe they'll buy in January. I, I, look, it's weird to say it, but I hope Arsenal keep winning just to, just yeah, to keep it interesting. Just to keep it interesting. And Arteta's done a fantastic job. It's you know for those of us who saw it and what he was trying to build, and some Arsenal fans didn't. Um, you sort of feel a bit. It's like when you watch Potter at Brighton and now he's at Chelsea. You sort of feel like, well, I could see that coming. And Arteta's doing a great job. Um, quickly, FPL talk. Um, any of you managers out there probably had your re- weekend absolutely ruined by the fact that. Um, Harlan didn't start, by the way. Um, your vice captain, hopefully you selected somebody half decent like De Bruyne or Jesus. Um, however, I want to give a massive shout-out to the two the two managers out there who triple-captained Reese Nelson this it's week. always one. <laughs> two, there were two. brothers or Two people <laughs> captain, triple-captained Reese Nelson this weekend. You are absolutely geniuses. If you could get in the comments below and tell me what the lottery numbers are going to be, I would appreciate it. Free suggestions, dead quick. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, a free kick. Oh, my gosh, posting in. No goalkeeper in the world is saving that. Ben Mee, Ben Mee, by the way, scissor kick goal. Defender, big defender. Not the type of guy you'd expect to be scoring that kind of goal. And party for Arsenal. This was a lovely finish, by the way. First time onto it. Whip round. Booyah. Who are we picking as goal of the week, lads? 
I'm going to go De Bruyne because I think you've got you hit on it there. People think a smooth top corner finish is the best finish, but the best finish is the one that hits the post. Yeah, isn't it? it is. It can't be safe. Post or cross barring in every yeah. single time, yeah. right? Yeah. Every <laughs> single time. It looks lovely. Goalie was at full stretch as well. Danny Ward, poor Danny, Danny Ward. He's gone absolutely everything if for it. If you die for it, it, it makes it look even better. It does it? look even wonderful, better. It's a wonderful Exactly. Goal. James it, Madison had a great view as well lying down. And it, it's it, this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just wanted to clap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Who are we going for? What are... It has to be De Bruyne, but what I would like to say on the, the Ben Mee one is, because working on the set plays, they always set up to get a 3v2, and you can't defend it unless you change your setup. And they get a 3v2 to cross it in on the second phase, and then he just muscles his man for sure. But it's the way Brentford set up a guy down the touchline just to make it easy to try and get the crossing. This is the kind of stuff we need to hear. This little detail that people don't understand that they actually work on that kind of stuff. That's not a fluke goal. No, no. The, that the, is set up and worked the, on, isn't the it? The positioning of the guy along the touchline for the taker changes the whole potential setup and creates a little bit more space in the box. However, we're going for De Bruyne goal, yeah? Has to be De Bruyne. It's a clean sweep. Kevin, goal of the week. Well done, mate. I know you've all been waiting for this. It is time for the world-famous 60-second... Quiz of the week. Quiz, just quiz, 60-second oh. quiz. <laughs> Watto, um, football knowledge has got to be good, isn't it? Come on, you're like a football stato geek, yeah? Not quite, but I'm usually OK. All right, well, whatever. This is how it works. 60-second timer. I'm going to rattle through the questions as quickly as you can. We've got a scoreboard here, right? I'm currently sat top of the scoreboard, by the way. Have a little look at this. There you go. Just so you know what kind of the level is, yeah? All right? I've seen your questions this week, and they're an absolute doddle. So if you are not top of the league afterwards, <laughs> you're a shambles. You're a you, disgrace. You could have showed me them first, and then I'd had a chance. Uh, can we have a timer for Dave Watson for the 60-second quiz, please? Count down me, Jiminy. Come on. Three, two, one, go. Which country has appeared in three World Cup finals but has never won it? Pass. Oh, wow. Netherlands. How many, how many goalies got subbed off this weekend? Three. In which city are Ajax located in? Amsterdam. Who scored their 100th goal for their club this weekend? Pass. Marcus Rashford. How many countries will host the 2026 World Cup? 32. Wow, three. Which Man City player scored a free kick this weekend? De Bruyne. Yes. Who was, who was the last Man United player to win the Ballon d'Or before Cristiano Ronaldo? It's Michael. George Best. How many games were played in the Premier League this Saturday? Six. Eight. How, which, what World Cup was the infamous Hand of God scored in? You can pass. You can 92. Pass. 86. Who scored Crystal Palace's only goal this weekend? Eze. No, Eduard. Can you name an English player who has won the World Cup Golden Boot? No. Oh, wow. What time did Man United versus West Ham game kick off? 5.15. 4.15. Only three managers have started. <laughs> you have, I've started, so I'll finish. It's I've so got bad. to say, though, you're a shambles. So bad, you're yeah. a disgrace. So, so bad. Considering you're like a goalie coach, a Premier League oh, England goalkeeper coach, you're a shambles, all right? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to ask Ben how many he would have got. Uh, it would be something like... Oh, yeah. I would have got, got every one of these. These yeah. are when a the doddle. pressure's on, yeah. when the pressure's on, mate. Where's the pressure? Right, I started, so I'll finish, all right? Start again, then. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on four. He's on four, yeah? Where's Three? Three? Really? Oh, my God. Can yeah. we have them all again? Four. Right, I've started, so I'll finish. Um, only three managers have won the Champions League 
three times. Only three have won it three times. Can you name one of them? Ancelotti. Well done. Four. That's bad. Um, there you go. Oh, we're going to do a quiz as well. For who? For you. I've already done the quiz. We're going to do a Ben Foster quiz because I've done about 20 quizzes on this and I think it's time you had a quiz. Have you got some questions? I've got some questions, Ben. Wait there, wait there. I'm not <laughs> Here we go. We're not quite as relaxed now, are we? Yeah. Take your time on these. Hey, and make sure I can see that clock because at 60 seconds we fucking stop it. And don't forget, if you start, you can finish, all right? Oh, yeah. And don't forget, you don't need to pass because if you pass on these... I'll be going, wow. It's a shambles, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my that? God, I'm okay. so excited. I'm going to pull some faces. Sweating. Faces everything. I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah. Are we ready? Yeah. Are we ready? Three, Everything's ready. Two, one, go. Who scored the only goal in the 2013 FA Cup final? Hold on a minute. If that's the pace, you're going to be reading the questions out. There's no point in doing it, all right? That was like, that was like you're an eight-year-old. That was like you're an eight-year-old. It's like you're an eight-year-old yeah, school going. thinking about the answer. Who right, we'll start again. We'll start again. the for. That is ridiculously so. See how quickly I rattle your things off and you're, you're reading them like... You're rattled, Ben. Oh we've, got, we've, got, we've got him here. I don't think you're getting um, four, mate. He's gone already. <laughs> His head's gone. His head's gone. Three, two, one, go. So Who did Harry Kane score his first Premier League goal against? Leicester. Sunderland. Who did Rhys James join on loan in 2018? Derby. Wigan. How many Premier League goals did Matt Letissier score? These are ridiculous. Um, 79. 100, wow. What club did Edgar Davids retire at? Um, it was, oh, God, it was like orangey-coloured. Uh, yeah. Barnet. Oh, well done. Who scored the only goal in the FA Cup final in 2013? Oh, my God, seriously, Jack Wilshere. Ben Watson. Who were the first MLS champions? Oh, Alley. Easy, DC United. In what year did Lewandowski join Dortmund? Come on, this is simple. 2012. 10. To the nearest thousandth, what was the attendance at the Vitality Stadium this weekend? 12,000. 12,000. Oh, 10. Who scored a brace in the 1998 World Cup final? Henri. Zidane. This is a <laughs> fucking bollocks. <laughs> load of <laughs> shit, this is. <laughs> oh, load of bollocks. Oh, 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 honestly. The only question I've got four of them. Nah, load of shit, man. <laughs> To me, <laughs> I got four. <laughs> I got. I got four of them. Thanks, everyone. This is the uh, Mark Goldbridge football fill-in, and Ben might be back next week. <laughs> A load of rubbish. <laughs>